What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a cast member of Jerks of St. Lucie County as well as the show's creator on top of being a hip hop artist with a hot new EP called Rumors. And I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show because I can. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. It's Monday, first day of the week. Turn up. You know, it's money-making Monday. We off to the new things. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now tell my audience, who is Cause I Can? Um, a lot of people call me the man in the boots. I'm a Southern gentleman with a potty mouth. Um, I work hard and I um, play harder. Love that. When did you fall in love with reality TV? Um, I think I was um, I was on a date with somebody I ended up spending night over their house. This had to be maybe like I say 2000 and maybe like 11. And they was watching The Real Housewives of New York. And I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker watching? And I just fell in love with the um, watching a group of friends. Because usually when people follow people, it usually be like lovers, family, and shit like that. But watching a group of friends in a particular area, like, go after what they want. So I always found that interesting. I love that. Did you have a reality star in your journey to reality TV that made you feel represented enough to make you want to do it for yourself? Um, I say, um, you do you know who Nikki Galladay is? The name sounds familiar. Okay, Nikki Galladay. She was a um, she was a football player, and she was also on like I think it was like it was one of the earlier seasons of like. Bad Girls Club. And she used to play football, and they, I think it was Hollywood or something like that. She was in the house with Char and um, Lauren and Jessica. Okay, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Validate. She was the one that used to play football and like play pranks on people and like, yeah. How that? How did you settle on the name Cause I Can? Um, cause it used to be my response to everything anyways. So it's like, <laughs> you feel me? 
very smart. I love that. Mm-hmm. When when did music come into play for you? Um, I was actually in a um group called the Avenue D Boys Choir, and we traveled the world. We actually did backup vocals for Shaka Khan in Italy. Um, so I say middle school middle school was when i joined the choir i always had a thing for like theater theater and stuff like that in high school i was a thespian but i really really fell in love with music when i joined the avenue du bois choir it was an all boys choir um that traveled the world so that's when i fell in love with music absolutely do you do you remember the, the first song you ever created or the or the moment that you decided to pursue music as a profession instead of just something you love doing um, I remember the first song I created, but it wasn't because I wanted to pursue music as a profession. I, the first song I ever created was because I think it was Youth Sunday was coming up and my pastor had put me on the spot and I was like, I might as well do a, a original piece. So like, I and I'm a big procrastinator and I always work good like during crunch time. So literally the night before I had um, wrote a gospel rap and performed it at church the next day. I absolutely love that. You know, sometimes it's, some people work best under pressure. So I understand that thought process. Some people just got to get it when they get it. And you know, greatness comes when it comes. Mm -hmm. Who's your top five? Music? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, number one, and people are gonna think I'm crazy and I love love and people don't know I love this person and like this bitch influences me like crazy it's Britney Spears I love, love I love Britney and um Trick Daddy would be a hard second he would be number one but I gotta give it to Britney right. um Britney Trick Daddy Boosie Life Jennings um and Chris Bender Okay. That is the most interesting top five I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. I love that. Great answer. Tell me about your writing process. How do you create your music? (laughs) I usually create, um, when I'm, when something happens. I usually, um, I usually never really write when, like, things are good and stuff like that. But when, like, something happens, I usually, like, take time and that's my, um, I think coping mechanism because I'll set time apart to like get whatever I'm going through out. Sure. And then again, sometimes I'll just smoke a blunt and um, yeah, sit down with one of my beat makers and we'll just do it like that too. So I don't know. There's it. Sometimes you create it under different circumstances. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When? What's the realest bar you've ever written? Um, oh Lord, damn. Um, damn, um, well, this it was actually a shot, and it might not be the realest one, but like, um, one of my ex homeboys, his name was Character the Glitch, and he had a really, really hot song called um, Johnny Walker Black. So, um, I said, you niggas characters, Johnny Walker Black, that nigga glitching in his raps, he ain't built like that. Love that. Yeah. Okay. I always say it's my hardest because so after I dropped it, um, it was like, uh, cause we might be friends again. But it's like, fuck that. That's how I was feeling at the time, bitch. You were as an actor, so what the fuck ever. 
That's not my hardest one though. I just you just kind of put me on the spot. No, that's fine. When did you know you were talented? Um, I always had a thing for being in the mix of things. Like I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a musician or anything. I'd say I'm an entertainer. Um, I've always just had the uncanny ability to be in the mix of things and um, have people pay attention to me. So, yeah. The teachers used to have to sit my desk next to theirs throughout school. Like my whole school and educational career, I used to have to either get put out of class or sit by the teacher. Like I was class clown and everything, so. I love that. Let's jump back into reality TV. Tell me about what made you want to create the show Jerks of St. Lucie County and what was the casting process like putting that show together? It's actually okay. I try to steer away from the word reality because I like to think of what we're doing as a documentary series. Okay. A documentary series, and um, I'd say in about 2013, me and my friends, we used to call ourselves the Jerks of St. Louis County. Um, we used to just go on these adventures, and like, I was like, why aren't we recording this? And we used to always have the most interesting dynamics and stuff like that, and always find ourselves in the mix of all, like, all the shit that's popping. We all work hard and shit, so I was like, why not record this? And over the years, we've gotten consistently better. Like, season one was like, even though I love going back and watching where we started and stuff like that, and it's only available, I think, on Facebook somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really low quality. Lot of squads day. Um, season two, we ran into problems with production, so that had to end after like four episodes. Season three was the first season we completed, and I was so proud of that work. But a lot of the stories was not able to get told because we did not have the proper documentation. And although you're working with people you think you know, a lot of people will jump ship or not want to finish the things that they started. So. Um, last year, um, yeah, we finished the whole season, but we wasn't able to tell all the stories. But this year we're working with uh, entertainment lawyer and um, our production has gotten a lot better. So we've gotten all our I's and T's crossed. So we're really, really, really getting into the things for season four. Awesome. So exciting. Casting process. We're all friends. We all get money together. We're genuine friends. That's one thing I think separates us from all the other documentary series or quote unquote reality shows is that we are genuine friends. We genuinely get money together. We genuinely show up for each other in everyday life type shit. Nice. Do you think when you decided to create the show that you were doing it, you know, for yourself and for your friends as just something to do? Did you want to represent the community that you're a part of, Black people, you know, it, you know, all, all of the other groups, rappers, mm-hmm. me, me, musicians? Think, um, or was it a combination of the two? It was, I think, honestly, it was that I'm from, like, I like to think of where I'm from, St. Lucie County, as one of America's best kept secret. I tell people all the time that I live in a historical city. There's a lot of old money here and a lot of people think of it as a retirement place, but it's all about who you know. And um, I've coined the name the motherfucking mayor because that's what I am in this city. And it's like, I just want to put it on for my city, show the world how amazing this place and these people are. Totally get that. I love that. What has been 
St. Lucie County's reaction to your show? I don't know. We get mixed reactions, and it's really we get mixed reactions. Like, um, like business owners and stuff like that. They um they commission us to either shoot at their places or wear their products or sponsor their products. But like the people you think, like the the your peers in the area, either. It's hard to say because every time, especially last year, every time an episode dropped, people felt a certain type of way because they weren't in it. Like, it's crazy. And then even down to the first episode of this season when it dropped, yeah, you just be surprised. People are crazy. That's all I got to say. <laughs> when did you feel like you had a hit show on your hand? Um... I think, um, I don't know. I think on the first episode, the first episode ever, and it's only on Facebook. It's only on Facebook. I think I dropped that, like, had to be maybe five years ago, and the reaction I got from it, and it, um, it garnered a lot of, it got a lot of views in, like, within the hour, and everybody was talking about it, just, even though going back to production is so bad, and I, even when people ask about it, I don't even share links to that season. But um, I always knew because it was like, you feel me? Um, we're the historians of the time. You get what I'm saying? If a tree falls in the forest and nobody he hears it, did the tree even fucking fall? So it's like, <laughs> when I go, I want to, I don't know. I kind of look at each season like a yearbook, if that makes any sense. That's sure. what I, that year. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. What would you consider your ultimate goal for the show's future? Um, my ultimate goal is um, that the people on it and a part of it benefit from it. I you really wanted to use it as a platform to show exactly what everybody does, the amazing things that everybody do. You get what I'm saying? My little brother Apollo, he's a phenomenal fucking singer. Henward, he's an amazing DJ. Scuba, he's a off the chain photographer and videographer KP he's a he's a star you get what I'm saying so I want my ultimate goal is for people to fall in love with them and book them put some money in my dog's pocket shit <laughs> absolutely talk to me about retrospect for a second you're going into you're on season four right now right mm -hmm. going into season four what is the difference in you filming your very first scene, day one, episode one, and you walking on set now. How have you grown or changed as a star of the show? I want to say I'm the star of the show. We're all... Well, as a star of the show, excuse okay. me. Okay. Um, season one, um, and if anybody ever goes back and look, I was a drunk. I was a drunk. I was killing myself with, like, alcohol. Um, I hadn't got into my career path, which I am now like promoting and like I'm the communications director for a nonprofit. I was still like, just out here. You get what I'm saying? I was just turning up. You get what I'm saying? Like now, um, when I walk onto a scene, it's like, I know what I'm doing. Then we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just, we didn't know at all what we were doing. But now we walk on scenes where amazing places, First season, you go look at some of that shit, it's like, what the fuck?
but it is also an amazing gauge to see how far we've come and also inspiration and hope to like, okay, shit, if I didn't came this far, if we didn't did this with this much, if we keep going, you get what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the difference. I think I'm, how can I put this? I do things with intentions now. I'm intentionally going into the scenes trying to create a great product while being authentic. That's that makes perfect sense. Do you take anything specific away from the reception of the audience now that your show's been airing a while and you guys are like in your flow and you have your groove? Um, the people love the production of it. You get what I'm saying? And we've come a long way as it pertains to production. Like, we might not get as many of the, like, views and stuff as some of these other platforms have. But I think production and quality-wise, I think, I don't know. I'm, and then on top of that, it's just me and my homeboy doing this. You get what I'm saying? My homeboy own Born King Studios. It's really just me and him. And then here's the thing. We not, if you look at any of our episodes, throughout the episodes, we're not asking people to send us any motherfucking money. We're not trying to sell advertisement space. We're not doing those things because we get the bread off rip. You get what I'm saying? Like, by the time y'all see this, you feel me? We've already been paid for it. So whether one person watches it, a hundred people watch it, or nobody watches it, I've already been paid. My only job is to deliver an amazing product. Got you. How have your friendships been tested doing this show? Because you did come into this show with your actual friends. Okay, so that's that's something that you'll see actually play out this year. It's always affected friendships, but because it's, again, me and my homeboy, and we didn't have all our I's dotted and T's crossed, a lot of times it came up to, I don't, my friends would be like, don't show that. Like season one, my little brother was running to be commissioner of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a scene where we were talking about some and he said some things that he was not too proud of. He then came back and was like, um, can we take that down? And it became a whole thing. Was, I was willing to take it down, but the um, person I had shooting it was not. So it went through a a whole thing of us not, me and my little brother not speaking for about six months. Mm -hmm. And that was just the um, first season. Like right now there is something. All right, right now there is, um, right now there is um, actually something developing for this season that's mm-hmm. really, really good with me and my best friend and it kind of then spilled over into Twitter and it's just mm, it's just I don't know it's crazy because it's like we ain't speaking and I know how everything's going to look you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. I know how everything's going to look and although me and you aren't good right now I still want you to come out and um don't end this season looking like this. And I can't say much because it hasn't came out, but please of course. don't end this season looking like this. And it's just like, 
this year, I don't know, every season something happens. Last year, my homeboy Glitch at the season finale got too drunk at a fucking wedding. And that caused some shit because we let that play out because I got tired of wasting time and money. You get what I'm saying? Of course. Um, one of the things that may not come out, and even outside of the actual, like, show, like, as far as production, like, because it's mine, I'm usually the one footing the bill for a lot of stuff. Exactly. I'm usually the one footing the bill for a lot of stuff, and because they don't really know what's going on, you get what I'm saying? They, I think... Up until sometimes when they get recognized and stuff like that, I don't think they take it as seriously as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot happens this season, and we're actually putting one thing we haven't really done in any other season is put the drama because we genuinely care about each other. But this season, like I said, we've got all the eyes down and then T's crossed. So there's nothing nobody can do for, to me about choosing what is going in there. If it happened, it happened. And this season is going, yeah. We're only one episode in and we only drop once a month, but that's because we take we take pride in our product and this is like what we're actually doing. This is our real lives. I totally feel the intensity of that. <laughs> and, then you're, and it's currently happening too, so I could go on and on about it and it's frustrating and it just sucks because it's like, you my dog, you my dog. And it shouldn't have ever got like this, like, bitch. And it's just so crazy sometimes when people do something wrong, like anytime I do some fucked up shit and whether I feel like it was fucked up or not, if I know it hurts somebody that I care about, I'm going to apologize. But people will go on and pretend nothing and then look at you crazy when you react. So it's like, okay, whatever. So when it comes to the concept, to the conflict resolution when it comes to things that are playing out and going on amongst the friend group how much of that do you reserve and handle on camera and how much of it do are you like listen this deserves a text message this deserves a phone call we need to come to jesus we need to go to the altar some gotta happen because we can't keep doing this shit on camera all the all the things past tense i've always wanted to handle it on camera because it a lot of the things don't make sense if you don't handle it on camera. You get what I'm saying? And I got tired of, of big ass holes in these stories. You get what I'm saying? So, but and the thing, and that's what's causing me a problem this year because I'm like, even with my best friend, I'm not even gonna tell you which one of the people it is that I'm going through it with. Even with him, it's like I know you wanted to squash it off cam but no you did this shit on camera so we gonna have to pick up where we left off i'm not into trying to meet with you off camera i'm not going to do that let's set it up you get what i'm saying if you really want to talk to me let's set it up right because i want to deliver a whole product not just a great quality project i want it to be whole and yeah that's what i'm doing this year and it's caused a little friction amongst everybody but oh fucking well i'm tired of you know what you signed up for, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of your cast, at this point, today, in this moment, what percentage would you say of your cast is your actual friends, ride or dies, y'all are good, and what percentage are just your coworkers? Um... I'm good with everybody. I'm good with everybody. There's only one, but I can't even. I don't know. 
But you can't oh, say nice. who it is. Don't reveal anything. No, she's not here. No, cast included. Um, I can't even say because one of the people, I'm not even sure if they're a cast member anymore. Like, the person I'm at it with is my best friend, but they they haven't came to anything or they haven't come to anything I've been at. Like, um, they filmed one time with one other person and they, I think they filmed a conversation with another person, but the one thing that I did come to that we were both at, they packed up and left, which turns into something else because you were compensated to be here to do a job. And yeah, but I'm thankful for it because you're just giving me a lot more content to work with, but it just sucks because it's like, it didn't have to go this far. Just a fucking apologize for your shit. But for the most part, we're all good. And we always all have our little banter and we always kind of bump heads because that's what friends do. But uh, this person isn't even coming around no more. So it just, it just fucking sucks, but oh fucking well. Well, I hope that the resolution to that comes sooner rather than so later. Too. I hope so too. I, but it might yeah, not yeah. because yeah, some things were done and said on Twitter that I doubt that yeah, there'll be any resolution. But I would I don't want see the production side of me wants this motherfucker to come tell finish telling his story because you look amazing now and you're gonna look amazing this season. But once the situation takes place, you're not gonna look so good. And as a cast member, I'm going to, because this whole season we're friends, build you up the whole time. But once the situation happens, I'm going to drag you through the mud. You get what I'm saying? So your best bet is to come and finish telling your own story. Because if I tell it, I'm gonna tell it from my perspective of where I was at that time. And you're not gonna like that. Right. It's crazy because, like, at this point, knowing that you came into this with your friends, knowing that you came into this a certain way, which dynamic would you prefer going forward? Would you prefer going through this with your friends that are, you know, your on-camera, off-camera friends? Or would you prefer to just show up, clock in, do your scenes, and go home? That's what I'm leaning more to. That's what I think I want a little bit more. And I think... Um, also to just maybe where maybe more of a production happened, take a smaller role next season and just maybe get a group of people that I have no emotional, financial or any type of ties to. I think that'd be so much easier, but I love getting into the things with my motherfucking <laughs> friends. You feel me? I love it. Like we have so much fun together. We get money together. You get what I'm saying? We go on these amazing trips this year. And yeah, we have a, a few celebrity appearances. So it's 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 an amazing fucking season. It just sucks that like one of my closest friendships, like one of like if you would have told me at the top of this season that me and this motherfucker would not be bosom fucking buddies, I would have told you you're fucking lying. I hate that. I genuinely hate that for you. I hate it too, I but at the same time, it makes me feel like, bruh, like you can't even apologize for what you did. Like, it's one thing I don't play about my money. You get what I'm saying? And don't make me waste my time or my fucking money. And you know, how, so too. And then to on top of that, do what you did after that. It's like, bruh, all this could have been avoided with a simple fucking apology, but now you didn't drug it on. So like, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know he does not want to see me. And I can't even say what I do when I see him because the shit is just so fucked up. <laughs> Listen, so this ain't none of my business, for real. This ain't none of my business, for real. But as somebody that cares, I will offer this. I don't know if y'all are doing a reunion this season, have a reunion host already set up. But if so, I would love to come and try to facilitate okay, some sort of racking in between y'all. Where, where, are you, I, where are you located? Let me put on my journalist hat real quick. Where are you located? I live in Alabama. Alabama, Alabama. Yes. Okay. But yes, I, you know, I'm stepping into, you know, more on-camera stuff. And like, that's the lane that I want to, you know, step into. I, I, I'm, you know, more of an aspiring producer and like host and, you know, things like uh-huh. that. That's my lane. So like... If you guys do a reunion, I would love to come and host and like try to bring some of this to a close because I really don't like real friendships falling apart. Because really, this is giving Evelyn and Jennifer this. vibes. And this, was my, this was my bestie. Like anytime we showed up to filming, everybody else would get mad if we came together because they already know we didn't pregame, we didn't get drunk, and we are about to be as loud and obnoxious, especially on the trips. Like since we've stopped talking, man. I go on these trips and it's like, like he didn't even, he didn't come to my birthday trip last month. And it was just like, oh, and then we didn't been to the Bahamas. Like he's missing out on so much. And it's like, all it would take was an apology. And it's like, okay, yeah, me and you were into it, but that doesn't mean you stop coming around the fucking group. Like, and all these motherfuckers are boring, bitch. You were my best friend. You were my turn up partner, motherfucker. What the fuck? I uh, apologize. But again, yeah, again, a a lot of other stuff is happening as the season progresses. You'll see. And again, I know this works. A lot of people know this, but we only drop one time a month because, again, it is just us. You get what I'm saying? And we want a quality product. So I definitely keep that in mind. I definitely keep that in mind. Absolutely. Well, you know, even see like, why the fuck did you do what you did, bro? Everything was good. Because even if we need to do a full blown like loving hip hop separate room, sit down, Jocelyn in one room, Tommy in the other room, and we gonna figure this thing out together. Because I don't like that. I don't like real friendships falling apart. I really don't like that. So I want to bring y'all back together. Outside of everything, have y'all talk this thing out, child. Like, yeah, because me and my dog went on all kind of trips and stuff together. Like, this is my dog. This is my dog. So, would you consider these moments between you and him of the falling out, if you will, the hardest things for you to film? Um, honestly, no. And this is why. Because okay. last season I dealt with the loss of a friend. They didn't die, but they dead to me. Um, gotcha. That was really, really hard. And I'm, okay. you feel me? Like after I deal with something one time, it doesn't affect me when it happens in here because I've already. It's almost like getting the vaccine for that. I already got a little dose of that. So next time it hit me, it ain't gonna hurt me. Kind of shit. That makes sense. I get that. So to flip the energy on that, what's been the most fulfilling thing for you to film on this show? I don't know. Sometimes when um, we're in post-production, I'm just sitting through hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of watching my friends and watching our interactions and watching them work and stuff like that. It's just like, 
oh my God, I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to give them a platform to show their amazing things because these people are fucking amazing. Like, these guys are fucking amazing. And I'm not sure, are you a Harry Potter fan? Yes. Okay, you remember that Professor Professor Slughorn that had his little group where he only handpicked the people to be in this group? That's how the jerks Absolutely. Like, That's how I do my friendships. You get what I'm saying? You have to have something special about you or you can't sit here. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, some people think that's really arrogant. Some people think that's very mean girls, but to me, no, it it's not. It's not. Sense. Why am I going to waste my time? You're taking up space. Like, if you ain't. A, feeding into this ministry, B, bringing a check, C, bringing anything. To, why are you here? No, you can't sit here. Go sit over there. I totally get that. So. And in what ways do you think your show stands with and stands apart from the other shows in this LGBTQ web docu-space? So, um... I guess the way I'm going to point out one thing everybody that's on the show is not LGBTQ plus like I'm by my little brother he's got a boyfriend and shit like that but Scuba, KP and Henny Day straight we um, did Scuba's wedding for the um, season finale last season with Scuba's wedding um, yeah then there's a and then yeah you'll we're, we dive into relationships this this season too like I'm almost feeling like although this is season four mm-hmm this is almost feels like the first season because we're going places we haven't gone before. Okay. You feel me? So this is almost like, it's all, oh, maybe I need to look at it like a rebranding of sorts. Okay. Nice. So oh, is this- the question of how we are like and how we're different. Well, we're liking the point, I guess, we document lives, but we're different in the point of like, it's not dirty like even down to the drama yeah it gets intense and stuff like that but these people don't care about each other you get what i'm saying like so they they don't care what they say they don't anything but we actually care about each other so a lot of the time especially in conflict or in learning each other it's like i want to be authentic but at the same time i don't want to say or do anything to really hurt this friendship Absolutely. Oh, I think that's saying the difference. We're actually friends and we actually get money together. We don't stage any of the times. Anytime you see us working together, that's on something that we're really getting money from. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you most look forward to seeing unfold this season? Um, There's a really good story with KP and his girlfriend that is still developing. Okay. And I thought, honestly, we thought we were done filming the season. I thought we were having our um, season finale party at a um, magazine launch. Mm-hmm. But we've continued to film because everything's just, there are still things developing. So, um, yeah, KP has a really good story unfolding with him and his girlfriend. Apollo and his boyfriend, they got a really interesting thing unfolding because I think their dynamics is changing because people's passions and goals are changing. Scuba's settling into married life and is following the journey of, you feel me, that and his wife being pregnant and having a baby. So everybody- Congratulations. Yeah, everybody really has a really, really interesting, intricate like story this year. 
and everybody that's still here wants to be here and they show up and they work so yeah I absolutely love that what's the most important thing you want us to take from your story specifically um I specifically for your journey this season this season, I, I was real specific on what I filmed. And I only, especially in my solo series, um, I was real specific in what I filmed because I really want people to get to know me this time around. The first three seasons was a drunk, turn-up person. Last season was a person that was just always working and about his money and had a near-death experience, so that changed his life by this phase. But this year, I really want people to see, like, see the real me so um like in the first episode i filmed at a graveyard talking to one of the original jerks that had got killed so all my scenes are going to be like um solo scenes are going to be little mirrors into who i really really am which i haven't done before now when we together i'm still the turn up motherfucking king i'm still getting money we still all over the motherfucking place and um, this episode, I believe we might be dropping an episode this week. And the episode this week, you'll see a lot of familiar faces for some other franchises because we go to Atlanta and we go to a certain someone's birthday party. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And if if you knew who we were back, like when that aired, you'd see us throughout the episode and stuff like that. But it's going to be a different take on that same party. Gotcha, gotcha. What is reality, well, what has docu-television or doing television in general taught you about people? Um, that the truth is always better than anything that you can make up. And if you just set a person in front of a camera long enough, the truth will come out and it will start to show you who they really are. You can't fake it 24-7, no matter how you put on, no matter who you want to believe what, no matter how you try to spin it, lie or anything if you set a person still in front of the camera long enough the truth will eventually come out in that line of thinking what have you learned about yourself from experiencing doing television versus just watching it well that's a good question what have i learned about myself i learned that um Sometimes I can care almost to the detriment of my product and my vision of what others think as it pertains to the dynamics of the role they play in what I have going on. And I'm also learning to not give a fuck about that anymore. Oh, very nice. That's a very good space to be, especially when you're in the entertainment industry. And at the last you... Bingo. And I think this year is a lot easier because I am thinking about that because last year when I lost a friend, I kind of, I went into a depression because it's like, man, you my motherfucking best friend, like blase, squase, and I almost stopped working. You get what I'm saying? But this year is like, okay, whatever. If a motherfucker does not want to be in my life, then I had to start thinking, okay, who really bring what to what? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's what have really done for me other than show me a good time and we get drunk and do bullshit. Like, I put money in your pocket, I put you on it. But a motherfucker from around here can't put me on no damn list because I'm on them already. <laughs> so, I love like, that. losing motherfuckers now, it's like, okay, thank you. 
I hope you don't. And then it's crazy. It's crazy because what happened on Twitter after the first episode dropped, I can't, because I'm following that too. You you just going to keep giving me shit to work with to embarrass your motherfucking ass. <laughs> and I hate to think about a friend, but like, stop the bullshit. All this could have been avoided if you would just apologize. But you know, you want to talk to me, but you know it's going to have to be on camera and you're not willing to do that. But, bro, you don't want... I've been filming this whole fucking time and we've been following this story, so I don't know what the fuck you think. It's going to come out and ain't going to come out. It's going to come out. So come clean it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want your lasting impression in the television space to be? Um, I want people to be like, he created a platform to give people from where he's from a, a voice. You get what I'm saying? He put a spotlight on his motherfucking silly city. You get what I'm saying? He was lit. He was great at everything he motherfucking did. He did exactly what he wanted to do. And he gave other people the opportunity to do the same. Turn up. How similar or different is that to the contribution that you want to make to the music industry? Um, I'm not really an artist, though. I just really do music because I'm around it. You get what I'm saying? And I came up in okay. it. But, um, and I think it's a self-expression, but people actually listen to it. So I guess I am an artist. Um, I want people to have a good time and feel something feel something whether it's good bad whether you like the feeling or not feel something because a lot of times in music especially today they're not feeling anything they're numbing themselves you get what i'm saying they're not feeling anything and it's really really dirty and i can't talk too much shit because i'm to a certain extent i help um perpetuate that narrative but yeah i got you Mm -hmm. do you think you've found yourself yet I don't know. I don't think you ever really stop finding yourself. I think life is like a onion. It's like there are different layers. There are different aspects. There are different versions of yourself. And um, I think I really like the version I am today. But I also look forward to evolving and becoming a better version. I love that answer. That's probably my favorite answer I've gotten to that question so far. <laughs> that was very good. What does the version of yourself today say to the version of yourself that just started in this industry and just started to create the show? Like, like, what does the person in season four say to the person who had the idea to start this show? Um, if you're going to get drunk, get drunk because of the turn up. Do not drink because you're nervous. That's what I would tell me. You have nothing to be nervous about. People are going to love you. Um, yeah, and don't drink because you're nervous. Because when I would drink, because I would get overly drunk. And yeah, there was a few situations. So yeah, you're going to be okay. That's what I would tell myself in season one. Like, you're going to be a-okay. Do the damn thing, bro. We win it. Turn the fuck up. Steve. <laughs> I love that. How do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as a good guy. A guy that had values, morals, stood for what he believed in, fought for what he believed in, was an amazing friend, was an amazing lover. Um, Just a great guy, a good guy. Dependable. Yeah. Tyrant. 
<laughs> Perfect. My last question for you is where can the people listening to my show find you and all the things that you want to promote? Okay, well, it's a one-stop shop. You can find me because I can everything. And the spelling is K-U-Z-I-C-A-N. Because I first name, last name, can underscore if you on um, Instagram. Because I underscore can on Instagram, but it's because I can everywhere else you can find me. Or you can just hashtag the Jerks of St. Lucie County, and that is Jerks with a Z. Perfection. Perfection. Make sure you guys go binge watch the show. Watch as much of it as you can find. Watch as much of it as you can see. Stay tuned for season four because as you've heard throughout this conversation, it is a whole lot of whole lot of going on. Yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, we're gonna make you laugh, cry turn up we're gonna inspire you to get money we're gonna inspire you to do something for your community we're gonna show you amazing backdrops and settings and locations we're gonna give it up in the fashion like it's going to fuck down yes and on that note that has been our show I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and a special thank you to my guest because I can for blessing the podcast. This has been amazing. I want to remind you and everybody else listening to this show under the sound of our voices to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real, Real, Real Reality Realness. And once again, I put the mess in the message. And until next time, love you. Bye. Peace.